98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. The government's booster shot program will be expanded from the beginning of next year. Five karate athletes have tested positive for COVID-19. And works of art marking June the 4th have been removed at two universities. Hong Kong's COVID booster drive will be expanded from New Year's Day to cover all adults, regardless of which vaccine they received. Violet Wong reports. People who opted for Sinovac are already allowed a third shot, and from 8am on January the 1st, all those who chose BioNTech can also book a booster or get a walk-in vaccination. Officials say the third shot shouldn't be taken unless at least six months have passed since a person's second dose. They also say nine of the city's ten community vaccination centres will extend their opening hours to between 8am and 8pm daily. Experts are also now advising that children aged 12 to 17 who took BioNTech should get a second jab at least 12 weeks after their first shot. Two doses were already recommended for children when it comes to the Sinovac jab. The Sports Institute says five karate athletes who flew back from Kazakhstan via Seoul have tested positive for COVID-19. They are National Games bronze medalist Lao Chi Ming, Wong Chuk Lee, Cheng Chu Ngan, Max Lau and Leung Man Him. They competed at the Asian Championships this week and returned to Hong Kong last night. The Institute says 13 athletes, coaches and staff members are considered to be their close contacts and were sent into quarantine at Penny's Bay. Two more universities have taken down artwork commemorating June the 4th, a day after the University of Hong Kong removed the Pillar of Shame sculpture from its campus. Timmy Sung has the details. The Goddess of Democracy statue at Chinese University was taken down overnight, as was a large wall sculpture at Nengnan University. In a statement, Chinese University said it had rejected the original request to display the statute on campus 11 years ago, and no organization has taken responsibility for its maintenance and management. Two groups have put up the statute, but the university noted that the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China has now been dissolved, while the university's own student union is effectively dysfunctional. It therefore decided to take the statute away after an internal assessment. Lingnan University, meanwhile, explained that it took down a relief to protect the overall interest of the university community after a recent assessment. Police say three women who worked at a foster home for babies and toddlers in Prince Edward had been arrested on suspicion of child ill-treatment or neglect. Two have been charged and one is on police bail. It's understood that following a police investigation, the number of alleged victims stands at 18. Damon Pang reports. The Society for Protection of Children said in a statement that it had reported to the police and the social welfare department after it found that staff at its children's residential home had allegedly used corporal punishment on several children aged between two and three last Friday. The facility takes care of children who are orphans, abandoned by their parents, referred by the courts, or come from problematic families. The society said staff members who had committed a serious breach had been dismissed, but did not say how many of them were involved. The registered charity said it had arranged a nurse and a clinical psychologist to check on the physical and mental conditions of the children and would let them undergo further examinations in hospital, adding it is setting up a special team to look into the case and review its monitoring system. In light of the case, a member of the Commission on Children, Priscilla Loy, renewed her call for the government to ban corporal punishment in Hong Kong.
I think the government needs to speed up the entire process of deciding on this particular important issue to ensure the baseline in the society is clear enough for everybody, for family members and for staff who work with children or children under their care. I think um, physical punishment or the kind of punitive kind of approach must be nipped in its bud. She said the children had come from problematic families, so it would be a double blow for them if they are mistreated at foster homes. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with visibility quite low in some areas at first. Sunny periods tomorrow with a top temperature of about 21 degrees, but becoming cool with one or two rain patches tomorrow night and temperatures falling to a minimum of about 16 degrees in urban areas, a few degrees lower in the new territories. The outlook cloudy with occasional rain in the following few days. Currently, it's 20 degrees with relative humidity at 78%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A government advisor on COVID vaccinations said there's no need for Hong Kong to rush into arranging a fourth jab for the public, saying the pandemic will end only if vaccines are more evenly distributed around the world. Maggie Ho reports. Professor Lau Yulong, who chairs the Scientific Committee on Vaccine-Preventable Diseases, said one should look at the whole picture instead of just focusing on Hong Kong when it comes to whether to provide more booster shots. We shouldn't just look at Hong Kong or just look at the country, but the entire world. The World Health Organization has already said so, and other experts and myself have said it as well. For the pandemic to end, not only the rich countries have to reach a 70 or 80% take-up rate, the entire world, especially African countries that currently only have a 10% vaccination rate, they have to reach 70 to 80% for the pandemic to come to an end. He told an RTHK program it'd be selfish for Hong Kong to hastily roll out the fourth jab when it's able to basically maintain zero local infection. If we are still so selfish and only want for our people to have zero infections or have fewer infections and fewer hospitalized cases, by giving the fourth, fifth and sixth jabs, other countries won't have the resources and they'll no longer donate vaccines or money. Professor Lau added that Hong Kong should focus on boosting the take-up rate of first and second doses for the elderly and look at the possibility of inoculating younger children. Five new COVID-19 cases have been confirmed, four of them imported and one described as import-related. More imported Omicron cases have also been confirmed, as Wendy Wong explains. The import-related case involves a cleaner at the airport who's tested positive for the virus and may have the highly contagious Omicron variant. The 64-year-old's work involved cleaning a toilet designated to be used by travellers who test preliminary positive for COVID-19 and are waiting to be taken to hospital. An overnight lockdown of his residential building on Hay House in Chunmun found no new cases. The Centre for Health Protection says more than 50 people have been sent into quarantine in connection with this case. Meanwhile, there are four new imported cases involving people who flew in from Australia, Ghana, Nigeria and Germany. The CHP also says that genome sequencing has confirmed seven more Omicron cases among importer infections reported earlier this week. Hong Kong has so far confirmed 41 imported Omicron cases. A new section of promenade has officially opened to the public in Wan Chai, making it possible to walk 
along the harbor front all the way from Western to Fortress Hill. The new walkway includes access to the water next to the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club in Causeway Bay, where members of the public can enjoy pedal boat rides. Paul Chan, a member of the Harbor Front Commission and vice president of the Institute of Landscape Architects, spoke to Pense earlier about the promenade. This is uh, one piece of uh, a big puzzle uh, where we have uh, linked up uh, all the way from uh, West Hong Kong um, to uh, Wan Chai and the future it will also connect to uh, North Point as well. Now this is the first uh, fence-free harbour steps by Victoria Harbour. Can you tell us a bit more about what's so special about this design? The annual two sessions meetings are set for the first week of March next year. According to a decision by the National People's Congress Standing Committee, the 13th NPC will kick off its fifth annual session in Beijing on March the 5th, 2022. The annual CPPCC session will start a day earlier on March the 4th. Beijing has denounced a U.S. law that restricts imports from Xinjiang as a violation of international law and dismissed complaints of abuses against mostly Muslim minorities in the northwestern region as vicious lies. President Joe Biden signed the measure which prohibits U.S. businesses from importing goods from Xinjiang unless they can be proven not to have been made by what it described as forced labor. Zhao Lijian is the Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesperson. This act maliciously denigrates the human rights situation in China, Xinjiang, in this regard of facts and truth. It seriously violates international law and basic norms governing international relations and grossly interferes in China's internal affairs. China deplores and firmly rejects this. The so-called allegations of forced labor and genocide in Xinjiang are nothing but vicious lies concocted by anti-China forces. The former South Korean President Park Geun-hye is to be granted a presidential pardon. Ms. Park was serving a 22-year sentence for corruption. President Moon Jae-in had previously ruled out a pardon for his predecessor. This report from the BBC's Laura Bicker. This is a surprise announcement to pardon a president whose impeachment marked a watershed moment in South Korean politics. Millions filled the streets of Seoul for weeks in 2016, angry at an unfolding scandal which revealed corrupt links between the presidential office and wealthy family-run conglomerates. The 69-year-old was the country's first female president and the first to be impeached. She has served four years of a 22-year sentence. The Justice Minister said the decision had been made for the unification of the people. Miss Park is also suffering from a number of health issues. She's one of 3,094 people receiving a New Year's pardon. At least 39 people have been killed after a packed ferry caught fire in southern Bangladesh. Officials said the blaze on the three-decked vessel started in mid-river. The BBC's Anbaris and Etherajan reports from Delhi. 
The ferry that left the Bangladeshi capital Dhaka was carrying around 500 people when it caught fire. Witnesses said they saw the blaze first in the engine room, though this could not be independently confirmed. Fire services said rescue operations were being hampered due to heavy fog. The number of casualties is likely to increase as several passengers have suffered severe burns and many are still missing. Some of the victims drowned after jumping into the water. Ferry accidents are not uncommon in Bangladesh, with mishaps blamed on poor maintenance, lax safety standards and overcrowding. A jury in the American state of Minnesota has found a white former police officer guilty of manslaughter for having shot dead an unarmed black motorist. During the trial, Kim Potter said she'd mistaken her handgun for a taser when she killed Dante Wright during a traffic stop in April. Outside the courthouse, a crowd of demonstrators cheered with some chanting Dante Wright's name and the people can never be defeated. His mother, Katie Wright, said she was overwhelmed. The moment that we heard guilty emotions, every single emotion that you could imagine just running through your body at that moment, um, I kind of let out a yelp because it was built up in the anticipation of what was to come while we were waiting for the last few days. And um, we want to thank the entire prosecution team. We want to thank everybody who's been out there that has supported us in this, this long fight for accountability. For a preview of this week's English Premier League action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. It's one of the most anticipated days in the English football calendar, the traditional Boxing Day fixtures. And we go into it with the three title rivals separated by just six points at the top of the table. But second place Liverpool's game against Leeds is off, so leaders Manchester City have a chance to extend their lead at the top when they take on Leicester City, who have a number of injury concerns following their defeat on penalties to Liverpool in the EFL Cup quarter-finals last Wednesday. Meanwhile, Chelsea in third are away to Aston Villa, who've been very impressive under their new head coach Steven Gerrard, with four wins in their last six games. At the bottom of the table, 20th place Norwich face a side that is really finding momentum at this crucial time of the season, Arsenal. Mikel Arteta's players have won four on the spin in all competitions. And there's a London derby for Tottenham, who have improved massively under their new boss Antonio Conte, they play Crystal Palace. Those are some of the big games to look forward to. A much-anticipated new film retelling the Indian cricket team's memorable victory in the 1983 World Cup has been released. The film, titled 83, features the Bollywood superstar Ranveer Singh as Kapil Dev, one of the finest all-rounders of the game. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The government's booster program will expand, be expanded from the beginning of next year. Five karate athletes have tested positive for COVID-19. And works of art marking June the 4th have been removed from two universities. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio so this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is
Just over 40 minutes to go. Santa is on his way. You can check that if you like. They've got a tracker on Google if you want to see where he is at the moment. And I was watching him making his way across uh, all sorts of different parts of the world, including Russia, of course. He's around China on the mainland. And I dare say he'll be here in just around 40 minutes. So if you've been good, maybe you can expect a delivery tonight. If you like a song, by the way, it's Radio Pete at Gmail. Always nice to hear from you. Got a couple of requests in already. Uh, not entirely for Christmas, by the way. Play them shortly. First, the Crystals, a parade of the wooden soldiers. (laughs) 